Tiana, and I'm a body liberation coach. And I'm here with you today to talk about vision. So I want to start by defining the word vision. I mean, most of us, when we hear the word vision, we think about the ability to see, you know, pertaining to eyesight. But if you look the word vision up in the dictionary, there are actually a few more definitions of the word vision. So today I just want to focus on two others, along with this one about eyesight, um, which are the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom, and a mental image of what the future would or could be. So if we start with the definition of vision, the ability to see, for those of us who are sighted, as a fat person walking around in the world, or even if you're not a fat person, even if you've never been fat, you do see things that tell you a lot about people's and society's attitudes toward fatness when you're going about the world. I mean, if you pay attention, you notice these things because you can see the faces that people make when that fat person walks by, or you can observe the change in attitudes and posture that people have after a fat person has entered the room. You know, I mean, there's sometimes even really extreme things like physical distancing, where people will do things like, oh, just let me scoot my seat over a little bit. You know, that whole move myself away from the fat person kind of thing. And you see this really markedly on airplanes because it's just such a small space. But you also see it in boardrooms. You see it in classrooms. You see it in the supermarket. It's everywhere. And we as people, you know, we don't like to see this sort of thing. So we might ignore it. But as a fat person, you don't only see this with your eyes. You also feel it with your body. You don't really get to ignore it. It's just not a nice thing, and it's not a nice thing to experience. And generally, if somebody's caught in the act, you know, the act of physical distancing or, or making a face or rolling their eyes or something like that, their reaction tends to be like, shrug, oh well, you know, I was just giving them more space because, you know, it's, it's you know, they just need it, you know? And then, you know, there's like, they kind of half smile and they've got this like nervous look in the eye unless they're just being assholes and being plain malicious where they're just like, yeah, fat person, you know. And I mean, I feel like this behavior really speaks to the whole idea that, you know, quote unquote, fat is catching. So let's not be touched by the fat person. I don't want to be contaminated. And in this capitalistic society, which basically measures your worth by your ability to produce, how much you're producing, and of course, how good you look while you're doing it. I mean, that's because as a society, we consider fatness as flaw. That's how come we're afraid of fatness. It's, it's a failure. Fatness is failure. And we look at fatness with disgust. And I just, I want to change that. And that's where the second definition of vision comes in for me. So like the second definition of vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. A lot of it, I mean, <laughs> a lot of my vision is imagination, but I'd like to also say that it's based in wisdom, even though it's probably a lot more imagination. Because I do actually have a mental image of what the future could be like could really be for fat people. 
I imagine a future where we're able to just be fat and that be okay because I've been in community with other fat people and it was just, I mean, it was just awesome. It was so awesome because you get to be in a space where you share a marginalized identity and set of experiences with other people. And like, we're always being able to have a conversation starting from the same place, or at least, you know, close to the same place. And you don't have to sort yourself or edit yourself based on the size of your body, because everyone else in the space is just like you in a larger body. And everyone else is either self-accepting or working to accept their large bodies and the bodies of others. And so it's just a space where you can like let your hair down, you know, if you have hair and um, just relax because we're all sharing that experience already, that experience of having a larger body in this fat phobic world. So you can like quickly move past needing to like quote, quote unquote come out as fat or, you know, hide your fatness into being the rest of who you are without having to worry about what you look like and the size of your body. I mean, I think that this type of experience is really important because fatness, body size, is an external feature of yourself. Wherever you go, regardless of what you have going on inside, regardless of how you think about yourself or whatever confidence level you have, whatever and wherever you are along your body acceptance journey, Everybody sees your fatness as soon as you show up. I mean, unless you're being blocked by something like a column or like other people. Um, everybody knows you're fat. Point. So even if you might still be in a place where you haven't yet, quote unquote, come out as fat, you're still referring to yourself as like, you know, fluffy or big boned or still really feeling negatively about the actual word fat as a descriptor, then you still have work to do before you've come out as fat. And this gets in the way of the rest of who you are, because everything that you're doing has to first be filtered through this lens of, hey, I have a large body and I need somehow for you to either overlook that or accept that before I can then be Tiana and be natural and just live my life and show you all of my personality as a large person. You, you have to first break through that fear before you can be anything else except for the edited version of yourself the parts of you that have been picked out and prepackaged so that people will like you in spite of your body. So that people will think you're competent in spite of your body. So that people will maybe find you attractive in spite of your body. And this is all performative and it's limiting because that's not who you are. You're not that little box. You're so much more than that. And that's what I mean when I'm saying live your best fat life. I am not saying everybody go out and get fat. <laughs> I am not saying that you should not be looking at ways to make yourself as healthy as possible within your situation, whatever that looks like. And I'm not saying that you now have a blanket writ to never again eat a vegetable unless that actually is what healthy looks like for you. However, lots of people are going to hear that and they're, they're gonna hear that that way. They're going to hear me say, live your best fat life, and they're gonna believe that I am glorifying obesity. And in a way I am. I am glorifying obesity. I am glorifying obesity by saying, yes, 
There are fat people who want to live their lives and want to live them well. I mean, that's what living your best life is about. So my experience with community, being around other fat people who are working toward this future, this vision where it's not a utopia, because unfortunately utopia doesn't work for us. I mean, haven't you seen the matrix? <laughs> but basically just a place, a society, a culture where you are not judged negatively because of the size of your body. You're allowed to be whatever size you are naturally, unnaturally or otherwise without the moral judgments placed on it. Thin equals good, fat equals bad. No more of this, no more. This is a place of liberation. This is a place of freedom and sovereignty and choice. This is a place where you can live whatever life you wanna live, the best way you're able to live it without that judgment that's based on your physicality. And I wanna create that experience for other people because I found this work that I do. And I walked along this journey largely on my own Yes, with some help from community when I finally found them, but with very little guidance. And it was really, really hard. It was long. And none of that has to be necessary. I want to create a communal experience where we can all share the journey together, where we can basically have a place to go and not commiserate, though it'll be a place where it's okay for you to come in and drop that heavy load of negativity that you carry every day because your body happens to be larger than what is quote unquote considered normal. I mean, as fat people, we are having a collective experience. We are having an experience that's really only different in the details. And I never, Never want another fat person to feel like they're alone because that sucks and you're not alone. I mean, I'm at least here for you. So that's why I've created the Live Your Best Fat Life program, my community. We're going to get together for four months and we're going to walk through my four-step framework that helps you along your journey toward body acceptance. And over these four months, I'll be your guide. We're going to learn about, understand, and unpack how diet culture helps to keep us down. Then we're going to reframe all of the things that we've learned about food and relationship with our body. We're going to talk about movement. We're going to reframe all types of things that are in our heads. All those ideas keeping us believing that there's a problem with being fat. And then we're going to work on self-care practices and strategies that are going to help us build resilience because we've done the work internally, but that doesn't change the entire culture around us. So we're going to walk through that, how we continue to stay strong and pick ourselves back up in the face of our fat phobic culture. And then we're going to start talking about advocacy because for every fat person who learns how to accept their body, or at least be neutral with their body and no longer have a negative judgment about their body being larger, that creates a ripple effect that can help to make other people in their orbits feel at least neutrally and hopefully accepting of other fat bodies. And this self-advocacy part is how we start to propagate this culture change. And that's it, right? That's it. That's what we'll be working on for four months together. We'll have live community conversations and coaching calls. You'll be able to ask all kinds of questions of me. I'll be able to hold you and answer your questions. You'll meet new people. It'll be super fun. 
And all you have to do is just make the commitment. I believe everything comes down to making a conscious choice followed by action. And so your conscious choice is that you want to say yes to learning how to live your best fat life. And the action is that you're going to apply for my four-month program by going to www.bit.ly backslash L-Y-B-F-L app. I mean, you'll also find this link in the show notes. And after that, we'll get together for 20 minutes so I can answer any questions you have about the program. Registration closes March 1st, and we'll be getting started on Fat Tuesday, March 5th. So this is my vision. This is what I want to create. Come join me, and let's change the culture together. All right, I've been Tiana, Body Liberation Coach, and I hope to see you living your best fat life. Have a good one. Bye.